have a hard time describing myself. You can just say your name <laughs> okay. and where you're Azina from. Azina Mohammed, I'm from Nigeria. A lot of people, um, they don't really get climate change. They think it's a foreign idea that is being put up on them to scare them about the world going bad. So we gather pictures and videos and testimonies from people from all over the country mm -hmm. to show how things have changed within the past few five, seven, ten years. And it's really gripping, especially because about four months ago, like the whole middle belt of Nigeria flooded. So it was crazy. You couldn't travel by road across the country and people were stuck for weeks in different cities, you know. Our but do people really need convincing? I mean, when the whole of the middle of your country floods, they still need convincing about climate change. You would change. think they don't, but yes, they do. They honestly just think that it's an act of God. Yeah. It's as simple as that. They say, oh yeah, things happen separately. It comes and it goes and... It's just the way, the way God wants it to be. Do you, so are you taking this into very rural areas or mainly urban? Mainly urban areas. The whole idea is that we're hoping that people will catch on and take it and take these things and use them because it's available online on the Greendale Nigeria webpage and you can just go and get the pictures, the videos. The thing is, is a lot of content. We can't even give half of it in a, a one hour or two hour presentation. So most of the things is we give you the details and we give you the website so you have to go and find it. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of young people, the best way to get to them right now is social media. Yeah. Especially in Nigeria where it's catching on like wildfire. Mm -hmm. So basically you just pick their interest and you send links and it just most times it goes viral. And you're seeing it, I mean I know there's, there's obviously a huge Facebook presence, for instance, in Nigeria, but Twitter yeah. seems to be on the rise as well. Yeah, Twitter is on the rise. I personally don't go on Facebook anymore. Yeah. I just don't get it because Twitter is faster, it's almost real time, and you get breaking news as it happens. And are there areas that you're focusing on in particular, like the Delta mm, and the North, really. maybe? I think we kind of grouped it into topics. There's the oil and gas, and there's agriculture and uh -huh. clean energy. Okay. Basically, it starts from how, what Nigeria was before the discovery of oil, and the pictures then, and oh, wow. then after the, what do you call it, after the oil majors came in, the degradation right now that has taken place with pictures and videos, and how much money Nigeria is not making or losing, mm -hmm. while losing their natural resources. Yeah. And then clean energy options of how we could just move from flaring gas, from burning coal, and into cleaner options. And then the options for agriculture in this change in climate. What happens to the farmers? I mean, about 60% of Nigerians rely on agriculture. Internal migration is a really big issue that nobody is addressing in Nigeria, and I think to a certain extent Africa. Mm -hmm. There will be conflicts rising from people who have been somewhere and the new people who are moving in. Scarce resources, there will always be conflicts over these really scarce resources, land, water use, and um, grazing pastures and stuff like that. So yeah, to a certain extent, I think we can relate the Boko Haram terrorist activities to, to the change in climate and the fact that, I mean, uh, a big part of um, Meiduguri, which is where they're really active a lot in Nigeria, desert encroachment is really moving fast. Mm -hmm. We would see some of the videos, like where they used to live, It's the sand has taken over a kilometer or so, and they no longer have homes. 
So the young men who've grown there, who are traditionally farmers, is what they've learned. What next is their option? They've got nothing to fall back on. So Occupy Nigeria, well, you maybe tell me, it started about a year ago, right? Yeah, it started about a year ago after the Nigerian government kind of just unceremoniously took off the subsidy on oil products. I think Nigerians have always been used to subsidies. That's basically the only social advantage they get from the government. I mean, we have um, oil. Mm -hmm. We're exporting huge I mean, amounts of oil. Largest producer in Africa. In Africa, and then it turns out where. We're really buying it at a high cost, so usually government provides a subsidy to kind of break down everybody. So 1st of January 2012, the government just said no more subsidies and the prices of everything went up, doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Because this doesn't just affect gas for cars, but yes, everything goes plastics. up. The price of food, most importantly, the price Transport. of transportation. Yeah. I mean, everything went up. If you try to buy phone, recharge cards. And even that has gone up. It was just absurd. So, of course, young people took to the streets. And most importantly, social media, I think, played one of the most interesting parts. Because, as we discussed earlier on, just broadcast messages went out that we're going to come out, we're going to protest this, we're going to meet at so-so place, at so-so time. And it spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. Within hours, young people had taken over the streets. And then they decided, OK, there's going to be a strike. The whole country is going to be on strike. We're going to shut it down and force the government to negotiate and successfully did that. So I think it was great at that point until labor came in to negotiate. They went back door. Some mm -hmm. things happened and the price came down halfway and the protests was called off. And then young people, of course, this having nothing to do, finally made it interesting. They started breaking down the budget. They could tell you exactly how much was spent on the president's um, feeding allowance, um, how much he was using to water his garden, how much he was using to travel around the country or around the world. And they printed this thing out, they sent them out in emails, they sent them out in tweets, they started breaking down the budget. For people, you would meet somebody on the street and he would tell you exactly how much the president had used on his feeding in a month. 2013 budget, the moment it was presented to the Senate, like people sat down and JVT just broke it down. Yeah. They said, okay, this is how much it would cost you to build a school at this place, but the same amount is being used for training for five people in this ministry. And what does the ministry bring out in the end? Nothing. I mean, they really found a way to connect everything. Social media, I think right now, is the link in the middle. They get this information, they decipher it for people, and they just get it out there. So if you want this information, if you're looking, sometimes even if you're not looking, it will get to you. Do you think, um, well, how is, how is the movement now? Is Occupy Nigeria still a hashtag? Is it still being used? It's still being used, it's still being discussed, and, um, but they've not had a proactive idea or action yet. I'm still waiting for it. I have hope in it because there's only so much angry young people with the right information can take. 
People think that change can come from outside government, but I think it's harder. When you're trying to pressure government, it's just still you trying to get them to do the right thing. It's easier if you are the government, then it's easier to bring change. So there's a lot of um, women going into politics, but it's the same old faces. They don't have an agenda. They just know they want to be in office. And I don't think that's good enough. So I'm going around looking for the right kind of women who normally wouldn't even go into politics to get them to join politics so that we can get, we can steer the country in the right way. If you really want genuine change, sometimes you have to go to the trenches yourself. I will have time describing myself. You can just say your name <laughs> okay. and where you're Azina from. Azina Mohammed, I am from Nigeria and I do everything, a bit of everything. <laughs>